Hey, what's up, y'all? We back for another episode of Ready, Set, Go. We in the building, so you know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, baby. You know what time it is, baby. It's Ready, Set, Go. It's this the R&B edition. We got... Uh, as our, as our guest host today, we've got Avant, a.k.a. Uh, Usher Raymond, a.k.a. Uh, Mario. Huh? <laughs> what, what's, why? Because you're used to having... It's the shades, it's the beard, boy. Because I shaved, though? Yeah, it's a lot going on, big dog. How, what's, what's going on, man? You're looking way too different. We know it's, it's, the, it's the shades and everything, man. I'm still repping, you know what I'm saying? I'm just Cabo, doing a little the, smoothie, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, nah, man. It's, it's a Cabo give, vibe. It's giving Let It Burn, man. Let It Burn, Usher <laughs> Raymond vibes. <laughs> Hold on, now. you gonna you gonna be you gonna uh, be you gonna be coming for me this whole episode? No, no, I'm gonna let it I'm gonna let it breathe. I'm gonna let it breathe, bro. I'm gonna let you get your R and B swag on today. So you know what? Go ahead, man. <sighs> Go ahead for Thank you. Thank you. Though. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta stay right. true. Stay we true. In the, we in there now? Yeah, we back. We All back. Right. Let's get back right. Let's get back right. I'm good. Whew. Godly. Boy, this boy about to have a heart attack, Yeah, I was, I was dying with that one. Boy about to have a heart attack, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so let's get into it. I got a question for you, man. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know, from an ego standpoint, because you know, as athletes and coaches, mm-hmm. we all have our little egos, right? Mm-hmm. Would you rather get hit by an NFL player, uh-huh. tackled, right? Yeah. Or get burnt by the fastest female? Okay. In a foot race. You talking about on TV or like physically? It's all on TV. Both are on TV. It's the Super Bowl or... And then we're going to be like a spectacle. And then it's going to be a spectacle. Uh, exactly. Like a halftime show. Exactly. It's mm. going to have the same energy. The Olympics mm. is going to be a spectacle. Hmm. I'm going to be real with you, bro. I, I, I would rather not get beat by a female on TV. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> Damn, I mean, but you can't we, let them have one. I'm gonna be real with you. I wouldn't want that, but like, because I'm gonna be real. But the reality is, that might even happen though. That might be a little shady, I guess. But like, it happens often it, though. It, but it, people don't realize it. Well, it happens this way. If the girl, like, I give you example, like Shakira. Shakira trained with you, right? Uh huh. She go ten six, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a dude. Yeah. That's a fast ass dude. That's a four three one type dude. That's a real fast dude. That's laser. She she laser timed that already. So she handling forty yards. Average, she's already laser timed that. The average guy that. she's handling. That. She's gonna do him bad, bro. And then the, you know, like that's that that's the crazy part. Like if they had a race that were going further than like maybe forty yards, it'd be even worse. So if it was like sixty meters, it'd be insane. Yeah, I that's where I'm at. That's crazy though. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that would be insane. I think it'd be insane to race a girl on TV. That'd be insane. Yeah. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna ride with you on that one though for real though mm-hmm. like getting hit by an NFL football player yeah as long as I can get up I feel you still have some victory yeah. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so but to get burnt by a female whew, that's a that's a tough one dog so what kind of a drill would it be like you just wouldn't be sitting there just getting hit you would you be doing like a like a like a cowboy drill where like you got to dodge like you know you seen the little stuff on uh, on the internet on TikTok where the moms were trying to. But they had to lay down and get up, and they had a little that little tunnel where they had to run through, and they had to dodge their kid. You ain't seen that? No, I didn't see that one. Yeah, I think yeah. I seen a half of that one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you talking yeah. about something like that on TV, and then or would I want to race a feet the fastest girl in track as a, as a, as an NFL guy? Like you getting hit, like ragdoll. Yeah, 
I, I would not want to be beeped, though. It looks pretty bad. Ragdolled. I, I maybe I'm, I'm I may have to, I'm a, I'm gonna take the running. I'm a race. <laughs> yeah, I'm a race. Even if I lose, I'm not. I can move around. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Like they knock your ass into the cooler. I'm not like, gonna just set myself like just up. For, I'm, not, I'm not gonna set up stuff for that. No, I'm not gonna be a, a crash test dummy. No, no, Justin. So that's a no. All right. Okay. Cool. Cool. So for me, I gotta agree with you. I'm gonna I'm take the race. Yeah, I'm a race. I'm gonna take the Where race. Are you Justin? Who's not gonna race? But I'm just saying though. I mean, everybody ain't Justin though. Would you Would you pull up? Would you have a hamstring? Would you ah? Me yeah. personally, or would you or would you run through the finish line and be like, I just took. The so L. how much time do I had to prepare for this race? That's a that's a conversation <laughs> though, for real. All the time you need. Okay, but nigga, I'm telling. Excuse my language, <laughs> brother. I'm telling you, I would I would be ready. I'd be ready, and I would probably have to blaze blaze somebody up. I'd be ready. Yeah, yeah, I would train. I would actually train. Would Would you not? Oh yeah, I'll train. Yeah, for I would it. train. That's what I'm saying. I would actually train. Like yeah, I yeah. wouldn't take it like as a game. I would actually train. But some people wouldn't though. Some people like me. I, I, well, I think see, no female I, in the world could beat me though. They, that, they'd be like see, I don't train for nothing. See, I'm gonna come off the couch and be ready. I think that's a, that's a mindset though, isn't it? Yeah. That's because mindset. you know you should never. You should never underestimate your opponent. That's one of the, one things I've learned in business. One of the things I learned in life. You should never underestimate who you're going up against. And then also, if you're trying to be competitive, then you have to initiate some sort of competitiveness inside of you. And then you really you're just shooting against yourself over time. You know what I'm saying? So it's not really just you worrying about the person per se. Yeah. But they initiated something that made you now you can initiate this inner person that usually doesn't come out unless it's a battle. You know nice. what I mean? Yeah. Warriors only war war when it's wartime. They farmers when it's time to get peace. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. So speaking of that, warriors, leaders, generals, coaches, mm -hmm. I have a question. What do you feel about all these coaches hopping from school to school and just like almost like NBA players, dog? Like they're just going from <laughs> school to school to school. Because, yeah. you know, from back when I was running, it was like, that coach has been there for almost 10 years. And create a dynasty, me? right? And, cre and create a dynasty. And what do you hard, think about that? You asking me the question, what do you think about it? Oh, man, well, am I thinking it from an athlete's perspective? Uh, is that what you're asking from? No, I'm just you talking about like- Justin I'm, perspective? Like yeah, right come on, Just. What you think about that? Because man, like- and, you know, I'm conflicted because at the same time, it's like, I can see it as a business, but at the same time, it's like, you're also gambling and playing with these young athletes' lives, you know, mm -hmm. especially the ones who- came to school for you mm -hmm. as a coach, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? To get, to learn from you, to, to grow so as an athlete. So you're taking the coach side of being like, he should stay there longer type. Well, I feel like there's such, there should be something in so place. Why, why? I mean, so something is in place, three-year deals. All right, cool. So what's up on that? Well, I so mean. So you want a three-year deal. So I'm coach, look, so here we go, guys. It's coach Justin, guys. I don't know if y'all know, he just became a, a, he's one of the top pro coaches in the world now. He's also working with our youth athletes and he might be open to some collegiate work. Hell, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm playing, but legitimate, legitimately, if you were Coach Justin going to college, how would you approach it, Coach Jess? Um, that's a tough one, dog. You see how I did that? I see how I did that to you? It's a tough one. I did that to you on camera. <laughs> go ahead. Let's that go. Was a tough one, Let's go. It's a tough How would you do it, Coach Justin in the NCAA? You at your school. You back in Tennessee. They need your help. We need your help, Justin. I'll be there for them. What you gonna do? You gonna pull up and you gonna do what? I'm a coach. So what that look like, Coach? What do you mean what does it look like? 
Like what? So you're gonna be there for three years? Yeah. Cause it's gonna take it's gonna take a while to build a team to what so you're you gonna need move the to family be. and you're gonna move them all up there and do that. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. So we all gonna move, we're gonna all gonna move up there with you. What are you talking about? Because <laughs> we gotta move with you, right? <laughs> Man, get no coaching job. What are you I'm talking just about? I'm saying, no, you, no, 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 no. So, no, no. We, I'm over and putting Justin in the hot seat because he deserves to be. But, look, at the end of the day, these coaches that are in college, bro, they're humans. Just like I just put you in that hot seat by saying, me and you got to move up with you because I'm your part, I'm your business partner now. So, if you leave, then I got to leave. Just like your wife, right? She's your business partner and your, and your partner in life. You leave, she got to leave, Right. How many times you got to look at your wife in the face and say, yo, I got to leave because, you know, this is a better opportunity here or this opportunity is dried up here or I got to, for my career growth, I got to go in this direction. And you in places, sometimes it ain't player. I got to pull up to Kentucky uh, or, or, or can, some sort of a Kansas, not not like a cool Kansas, <laughs> but like some sort of some a Kansas. Like a little Minnesota. Yeah, like Wichita okay. or something. Some, I'm not knocking nobody from Wichita, but you get what I'm saying? Just yeah. Smaller country towns. A little more rural. Rural areas yeah. where it's people who are not from there would have a strong, you know, culture shock from that, you know? Yeah. And you're making a, a wife and a partner live a different life for the sacrifice of your career path. And these are things that are not accounted for for individuals who are trying to make that transition in college. And, um, you know, you can only do that for so long. When you're a young man, you can. But when your kids get older, you want to establish them into a school. You want to put them in an environment where they have some consistency. And, you know, the great coaches make that sacrifices, like the ones that you've seen that may have made their tenure and, and grown, grown through multiple schools, yeah. from NFL all the way to NBA to NCAA, college football, the basketball, the track. But, you know, the kids sacrificed. You know what I mean? The family sometimes sacrificed for the sustaining mm -hmm. of the legacy, for the sustaining of the last name, the sustaining of the bigger picture. And, um, you know, that's why I want parents and people to understand when they look at, you know, a college coach when they're making their choices to leave and they're making the choices to scale their opportunity. Hey, y'all know what time it is. If you're not watching Ready, Set, Go, then you need to have your eyes on prize picks. It's a daily fantasy sports game. Rod, tell them what it is. Man, let me tell you how easy it is. Use our code, Gatlin. Head over to prizepicks.com or download the app, and let's get it popping. At prize picks, you don't play against anybody. You play only against the prize picks projections. You pick between two to six players, and you select either more or less against the prize picks projections. And you know the best part about it? It takes less than 60 seconds to make your entries. Now, that's my kind of sport. You guys know I'm always flying with my Eagles, but Prize Picks does way more than just the NFL. They do the NBA, track and field, and a plethora of other sports. Tap into Prize Picks. And with Prize Picks, you can win up to 25 times your money. You can turn 10 into 250, and you can turn 100 into 2,500. You get what I'm saying? Choo choo! With our code Gatlin, Prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. That means if you put in $10, they'll put in $10. If you put in $50, they'll put in $50. But we all know you want to put in $100. Go to prizepicks.com slash Gatlin and use the code Gatlin for the first deposit match up to $100. Do you feel like these three-year deals are parallel to the portal? Because now it can be reversed. It can be, you could be a coach who's been working really hard to get this group of athletes. And then now 
as soon as you get them in, some of them jump in the portal and leaving because they can't, right? So do you feel like it's also the other way around to where coaches, coaches have to sacrifice? Coaches are losing out in uncontrolled environments as well as athletes who don't have the coach that they desire. You know what I mean? I think you're a really good coach. It makes it stand out more. Now, you have the opportunity because of the portal to make things stand out. These kids will come to you because you have a good environment. These kids will come to you because you have a good track record. These kids will come to you because you market well. Mm. These kids will come to you. I've seen kids that are really talented now move into different situations and grown. And like what it happens is like certain schools become school feeder schools to other schools, you know, where a smaller school would be like a Division One AA leads into another Division One A regular school. That makes sense? Yeah. Because of the relationship the head coaches have with the other school to where if the kid goes in as a 47 kid, nah, I'll put it this way, kid comes in as 48 and the kids get down to a 45 low and 44 high, and he wants to transfer to A&M. A&M's going to be cool with it, obviously. But the, the school may not, though, that they developed to make them that, they're going to be a little bit like, yo, why you leave here if I made you like this? And they've created a synergy with these different schools where even that coach is only planning to be there for two to three years prior to even coming into that school. Okay. So yeah. it's like these concepts and these these conversations are like pathways for career paths. Where if you're a really dope coach and you've made it out and you're about to become a coach, you have certain schools you show up to to become the guy so you can control the training and then you do your training, you become successful. And then from there, it's kind of like your resume and your resume kind of speaks for itself. And then you go to the next place where you grow in a different division, maybe division one, major or mid-major. And you keep growing from there. And that's how these great coaches or these- So, you, so you, it's not necessarily the fact of having the ambition to be a coach, but also having the ambition after being coached for being more, being better, finding, seeking out more. Because a lot of them switch to go to different environments because it's more conducive for them, right? Well, I'll, I'll give you even a deeper conversation. Some coaches, when you're in the game that we're in, in the NCAA, the coaches that are the great coaches, so the ones that you know of, and I can just name some off the top of the dome, you know, Carol, you know, known for being great. You know, we sent some of our kids to Carol, Flo, um, Holloway. Um, coach Anderson came on, you know, he's mm -hmm. a great coach. Coach Shavers, Coach Hart, you know. Yep, yep, yep. Um, coach Ford, who's now over Bailey, he's a great coach, you know, good guy. I mean, these just different people have different names and different reputations of putting out different events and different, you know, successes in different places. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what I'm getting at is that these coaches build a name for themselves and build a reputation. And being attached to that tree allows you to grow within. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times these coaches wanted to coach their way. And when you come and coach under them, it's not about you coaching. It's more about you learning and being a part of the process. So you're pretty much picking up cones and help set up programming and recruit. No, you're recruiting. I got you. I got you're recruiting. You. No, no. I mean, this is important though. People laugh. You know what I mean? And, and uh, I like you laughing because you're right. Because that shit is a little demoralizing. But I like to tell people in my business that I'm the guy that cleans the toilet and the guy that turns the light on and off in the morning and in the morning and night. You know what I'm saying? I'm that guy. I'm still the same guy. I sweep up. So it's like 
in track and field is a blue collar sport. No matter how you look at it, how much money they pay you or whatever, you got to work with people. You got to work with families. You got to work with stuff. The economy, the system, train. how it's set up. Yeah, yeah it's very blue. It's, it's very blue collar. It's yeah. some sweat. Yeah, yeah. it's some sweat and some and some cuts. And, yeah. and you got to get in the weather. Yeah, you can't be acting Hollywood out here. So it's like some of this you can't change, and that's just that's the part of being blue collar, I guess. But the part that's Hollywood, I guess, is starting to become more Hollywood. Is that some of these college coaches are getting agents? They have like publicists. They have people that get them deals. But that's the economy. I want the economy to grow. And it's not like Hollywood. That's positive Hollywood. It's not negative Hollywood. It's the type of Hollywood we need. Yeah, you know that's what I'm true. No, for real. No, yeah. for real. I think I, I want think that's, more. I want more economy for track. I think that's a good look. I that's do. a very good look because shout out to Coach Carroll. Yeah. Sign Riley. You know what I mean. Yeah. Shout out to the. Coach Flo and Holloway and, and Coach Anderson and Shaver. Shout out to all the folks that's doing it big. And yeah. we like to see the salaries raise. We want more, more expensive coaches. I want more. I mean, like you said, I mean, them leveling themselves up is also going to just level the game. So that it needs to be in a way where if the athletes are going to grow and reap the benefits of it and, and be it and do it in style, the coaches have to do the same thing. Have to make sure that it, they put it has themselves to reflect, in the It has to reflect that. the yeah. game. Yeah. The game is exactly. real. If they're going to pay the coach that way, that means the game going to get paid somehow, right? Facts. That's what it should look like. Yep. Because yep. you wouldn't put that much money down as an investment on a business if you didn't think something was going to make some money. Does that make sense? Why would I pay so much for coach? Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it ain't going to make me money. So, what you think about this Long debate has gone on for a very long time. You got people always going to be on this side or they're going to be on that side. NFL speed versus track speed. And as a coach who coaches both and does a very good job of translating speed from both sides, what's your thoughts on, on both sides and which one is superior than the other and why? I mean, that's a, low, that's a loaded question. That's a very loaded question. We'll, we'll take it back down a little bit. We'll so take no, it no, back no, down. no, 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 no. I don't, shit. I'm Korean. My mama, you know how we, <laughs> shit. You know how it is. You don't care. We're going to tell the truth. The truth is, is this. The fastest people in the world are the fastest people in the world. Highest max acceleration, highest velocity, highest ability to maintain velocity. These are only sprinters. You know what I'm saying? These sprinters are also football players. We work with those athletes now, and they're the best athletes in the NFL now. Like the Dolphins, built with sprinters. True. So Facts. the concept is this, simple as that. The concept is athleticism. Building an athlete in the offseason allows for you in season to have a healthier, longer playing, stronger playing athlete who understands their body, their movement patterns, understands how to care for their body, better preparation, because in track and field, it's ingrained into our style of coaching as well as our style of practice to have our athletes fully activated, fully recovered, fully stretched, and have all these protocols as a part of their development since youth. So when you have a kid that runs track, they actually develop to understand periodization, understand uh, energy systems. Yeah. So these are things that are not done in any, really not any other sport unless you play another Olympic sport, you know, where this type of periodization is developed year by year by year. Some, yeah, some of the sports. Some, yeah. and I'm being limited, but, you know, I'm just being, actually I'm being generous, so <laughs> being too generous. But you're right. NFL speed is cool, but if you really fast in NFL, you ran track, homie. And if you want to try me, 
The statistics say what I'm saying is the truth. No, you, I mean, you're right. It is. Yeah. I mean, you got all them guys. Dion. Everybody. Christian Walker. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. They all have ran Randy track. Miles. They all ran track and, and ran Sean well. Jackson. Yep. They all ran. They Marquise all ran Goodwin. Well. All of them. All of them, Doug. So, so basically it's more or less not Tariq. about who's, fire, who's fire, faster or not faster. It's a fact of what? You think that it's more of like the chicken and, and, the, chicken and the egg situation? Like who I think first? it's that they're athletes, bro. They ran track. So like track gives you a, no, a whole different awareness. It's like saying you did battle. Okay, perfect. This is for my ladies because you know I'm a... I'm a People, I'm a, people think I'm a predominantly female coach now, right? Which I, I coach predominantly females now. But the reason for that, that I've learned, because I have daughters. Because I want, I'm, so my secret thing is between you and I, and you, you know, you're with me raising my babies. Mm-hmm. I got so many daughters that I think about what it takes to make an incredible person. Along with that, I'm an athlete, so I'm trying to think about what, what it takes to make an incredible athlete, right? So... I come to find there's a strong statistic that correlates with dance and competitive cheer. Those two things. Yeah. For some reason, those two things lead to like incredible female athletes, right? What is it? What is it? Dance and competitive cheer and gymnastics. Really? Yeah. Dance, competitive cheer and gymnastics. Those three things lead to high level athletes or that correlates. Like you'll find some sort of that into the development of some of a high-level female athlete, usually like they did some sort of cheer, some sort of gymnastics early. So gymnastics, the reason why for gymnastics is that you'll never find coaching that's so developing on rudimentary things like flexibility, body awareness, body awareness yeah. linear balance, yeah. lateral balance, um, um, just everything, just a lot, you know, and it's just overtime training. So they train over time. So they want to, they see the kid for year by year mm-hmm. and they see a certain skill set that they want to re- achieve a pike by a certain, by four. You know what I'm saying? And that's normal. You know, they have like the, a, a concept. But what's, what's the thing for the boys then? Because I got a boy. Well, I mean, for guys, it's, it's really like legitimate. You want to know the legitimate? Damn, you really just put me in spot. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to give up the damn juice. <laughs> All right, let me sip on that real quick. I'm about to give up the juice. Let me. I got to sip some juice before I give up the juice real quick. Hold on. Look, bro. For the dudes, it's very simple. When you have a guy, you put him in music. And it sounds crazy. And it sounds crazy. You know why? Guys are different than girls. So girls actually take on instructions incredibly at a very young age boys are not like that no it takes time so, so. <laughs> take time boy <laughs> you got a boy hey maybe a whole lifetime too at that one though. listen to what i'm saying though <laughs> when you put music in there for a, a, a guy it brings two places that doesn't meet for them usually in a di- in a day and that's an aesthetic place where they find an art to what they do and they have a place where they can be themselves, you know, some type of a freeing place that adds an ad lib to their, like, a, I can just adapt to what I'm playing. I'm playing a note when, because when, they're kind of nervous and they got to play the note on time. So they have to uh, play the note and play off. You know what I'm saying? They're learning how to do that. And I've done this myself. I've coached and I've trained kids to sing. I teach my baby to sing. I play music for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm music. I love music, you know, more than track. I love music. That's your thing? That Man, I love music more than track. If God said today, I would take everybody's track out of your mind just to put fill it with music, I would take it. Wow. 
So like the thing about it is, is that music changes boys for some reason. It, because it connects a physical quality to an aesthetic quality and they're able to take that almost a feminine trait and make that masculine function meet. And that's why certain instruments work well with that conversation. People say, what, uh, piano chords, uh, guitar chords. Um, and then if you have a really rambunctious kid, drums, beats, things with beats. Yeah. Things with beats, heavy beats and simple. It's simple. It's very simplistic. So you can teach them in, in, in two, ones and twos and teach them how to count. So if somebody's like autistic, they do drums, they're very- So it's activating their creativity. It's crazy. It's normal. It's, it's, it's incredible because um, you want to harness, these kids are amazing. They start off at genius, genius level when they're young. So it's like you want these kids to be activated by certain activities. And I realize that for guys, if you, you know, incorporate music, because of the timing aspect, yeah. as well as the aspect of um, emotional, you know, adding to it. Because they can go soft, they can go right. loud, they can go quiet. Okay. You know, these okay. things really matter to boys. You know what I mean? Because yeah. people think girls are so emotional. Girls are in the very first stage of their lives are very instructional, very receptive to direct, logical, conversational things. And then boys are more open to emotional, qualitative things, to be honest with you. They can sense when things get real heavy and when things get real light. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they play on that. I got you. I got you. So, all right, my man. It's another episode of The Bag, dog. Appreciate you being on. Yes, sir. Appreciate you hanging. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, dog. Yeah. Happy holidays. In this I'm glad you took that place. damn shades off, boy. Hey, you looking like man, a bum with I'm that, I'm going to put boy. them right back on, man. Do not do it. Brothers, about to get out here and sing a song, too. All right, OG. Come on, man. <laughs> you can have a Bluetooth on next time you see him. All right, we out. <laughs> <laughs>